This is Daily Path Podcast. I'm your host, podcast coach, and transformational speaker, Joe Winters Jr. Now I've been in this business a long time. God gave me the gift of a strong mind. And when I step foot on a path, the good and the bad, they just come by. Never done trying. I do it, I do it. Till each time I do it, it's done right. Ooh. And God left his signature on me. So how could I ever be unsigned? See, everyone has got a gift. Not anonymous, but God given. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Winners Jr., the founder of Daily Path Academy and your host of Daily Path Podcast. Welcome back to the show and thank you for joining me this morning. Today, I am joined by Debbie Collard, who is an executive coach and um, offers coaching, leadership development. Uh, Debbie, how are you doing today? Doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me here today. You're welcome. I'm glad to hear that you're doing great and thank you for joining me today. Uh, so for my listeners, um, you know, tell us a little bit about what you do as an executive coach and what brought you to executive coaching. Absolutely. Well, what I do as an executive coach is help people get over whatever hurdles they're facing to accomplish whatever goals they want to accomplish. And as a coach, I'm there for them in their corner as a cheerleader, sometimes to nudge them along and to help them see things that they can't see themselves uh, so that they can. I believe that people have what they need inside of them already. I just help them bring it out. And what led me to executive coaching was I had a 30 year career in corporate America Mm -hmm. for a big aerospace company. And I retired from there as an executive, but just because I retired from there, I like to tell my friends and husband, doesn't mean I retired from everything. Right. right. And so I decided I wanted to do something that I enjoyed doing, working with people I enjoy working with and really help people to be the best version of themselves. And so I went and got my coaching certification, even though I'd been doing coaching for years, but I hadn't been certified in it, but right. now I am. And, um, and I've got quite a few clients and I love it. It's like not working because I just get up and enjoy talking to people every right. day. So it's wonderful. Right. Helping them achieve their goals. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so, you know, you, you mentioned that um, you have been coaching for several years prior to having your certification. And I I wanted to ask uh, for any of my listeners who are um, interested in getting into executive coaching specifically, Mm -hmm. um, and they may not have uh, executive experience, um, what practical steps would you give them to fast track their way um, to being an executive coach? Yeah. So first of all, it's not necessary that a person has done what they're coaching about in, in the business realm. I'm glad you started with that. I'm glad because a lot of people think you have to do that. I'm glad you No, you don't, you don't have to have it. Um, Now, if you were going to coach like professional sports, yeah, maybe you want to know a little bit about that before you start, but, but for this, um, my recommendation, my number one recommendation for people would be go find a coaching program that is certified by the International Coach Federation mm. so that you know you're learning how to do coaching. Coaches right. are experts in the process of coaching. They mm. don't need to be experts in whatever it is that you're doing right. or that you're trying to do or right. trying to accomplish. So, for example, I often coached engineers 
I am definitely not an engineer. You wouldn't want me to design anything. Just right. saying that right now. Right. Um, not my strength. But like I said at the beginning, I can see things they can't see about themselves. So I act as their mirror and say, ask them hard questions right. about what they're trying to accomplish. And, and very often people are like, wow, right. I just, I didn't even think about that. Right. right. So I'm able to do that, not because I'm just a super smart person. I'm able to do it because I went and learned how to coach, to coach people right. effectively, right. how to help them get out of their own way. Um, there are lots of schools out there today, lots of different coaching programs you can go to. And it doesn't really matter what your niche is. So we talked about, you know, how would they fast track being an executive coach? You can decide, I want to be a business executive coach and do that. So just go get the coaching basics and then start. The only thing that what area you want to work in matters for is marketing, right? So that you can get, reach out to the people who you want to be your clients and Mm. get them to start coming in. Right. Um, Otherwise you could be, there were so many people in different specialties and training program with me. There was um, anything from uh, weight loss coaching to um, women who weren't sure that they wanted to have children Mm. and being okay with that to um, guys that had been in the military and were struggling with fitting back into society after they came back from their tours, all kinds of things. It doesn't really, it doesn't matter. What it matters is that it's something that speaks to you, right? that you right. have a passion around right? and that you go get the coaching training. So you aren't doing any harm. Right. And I, right. I, I completely agree with that. And, you know, there's, there's a, 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 you know, list of people on um, social media that would, that would, you know, say, how can you coach someone to build a business if you never built a business before? Right. And, you know, I really, I really want to know your thoughts on that. Like if let, let's, let's say I'm the guy that comes to you, uh, let's say you haven't built a business, but you're a great coach. Right. And so realistically you're actively building a business as a coach, but anyways, right. Like, <laughs> right, right? like I, don't, I don't know, but like, let's just go with it. Right. Uh, yep. So, you know, uh, and I come to you and I'm like, you know, how can you coach me on building a business? You've never built one before. Right. Like, what do you say? to that individual to get them to understand it's not about you building a business it's about you coaching them which in fact is your business right what i tend to do with that is and i have run into that actually is like well yeah you were an executive in a business but it's not like my business Mm. you know my business is different and by the way everybody says that right what i do is different um what I do to get over that hurdle, and ultimately, if they don't feel that you're the right fit for them as a coach, then you're not going to be right. because they they have to feel that there has right. to be a good connection there. Right, right. But if it's the initial, we're just having a conversation. So I'm sitting next to you on an airplane. Ha! Huh, right. Want to be nice? We can do that again. Right. I'm sitting next to you on an airplane, and you say, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" And you say, "And I say, I'm I'm an executive coach, and I help people." you know, accomplish the things they want to accomplish or get where they can't go today on their own. And you say, well, 
yeah, well, I run this business and it's really doing well, but I'm still not achieving the goals I want to achieve with this business. And could you help me? And I would say, yes, absolutely. I can help you. And you'd say, well, I don't know. Have you ever run a business like the one I have? Right. You know, do you know what pitfalls I might run into or, and what I would say to you is this, let's just have a conversation about it. Mm. And then I would have a coaching conversation with them at the end of that conversation. I would ask them what they learned about themselves that day. And if they said to me, I didn't really learn anything. And, you know, we can say thank you in part ways if I don't think I'm the right coach for them. Right. Typically what's happened is they've ended up saying, oh, I think I learned something new that I didn't know about myself. So let's talk more about you being a coach. Um, I'm dealing with the person. I'm dealing with the persons and who they are inside in their head and their heart. I'm not dealing with the details of how they run their business day to day. I'm dealing with how do they deal with interact with other people and deal with their employees and deal with their suppliers and their customers. Um, I don't need to know the details of their business to do that. What I need to know is, is how am I experiencing them as a person and how might I help them get over those roadblocks that they're running into? Because more often than not, we're our own roadblocks. Right. (laughs) Right. That that is more often than not, most certainly. And so let's, let's go here with it. Uh, let's go here. Uh, let's say um, for the listener that's listening and they're like, okay, um, I've done all the things that you've set up until this point, right? But I'm having a hard time, you know, um, getting paid my worth. I'm getting, I'm having a hard time quantifying what I do and the value I bring and in exchange what you should pay me for it. Um, what's your tips uh, for that when it comes to the the executive coach that you know, um, if what they do might not necessarily be directly tied to dollars, or maybe it is like, you know, like just from your, from your experience, like, how do you quantify that? Um, I use something called outcomes-based coaching. No, not in all cases. Sometimes someone will contact me and say, Hey, what would you charge me just to come in for this amount of time and just have a conversation with the team? So that's a different thing. Right. But if they're going to sign up for a um, set of coaching appointments with me, I usually try to make it over a long enough period of time that we can actually see outcomes start to come to fruition. Because you can plant seeds now in March where we are, right? Right. And you cannot see any blooms or even the leaves poking out of the ground until May. Right. 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 So would would you say it take about three months minimum? To three is minimum, Joe. You're right. Exactly. Three months, I would say, is minimum because you can't really start to see the right. results starting to pop through until then. Right. Um, so I usually do it in three months, six months, year right. intervals. And I try not to I try to encourage them not to go past a year mm. because it gets harder to visualize your goals. I mean, uh, you, you hear out there, oh, what's your five-year plan and what's right. your five-year goals? Right. And that's great if someone knows that, right. but some people have a hard time saying, right. okay, in two months, I got to accomplish this. So how am I right. going to get there? Right? right. So three, six, nine months, a year. Right. 
you know, so quarterly intervals. And then we use in the first session, we set up, what are you trying to achieve? What do you want that you do not have now? And this is after they became the client. Nope. This is just before they even become the client. Okay. Okay. And, And say, okay, then I recommend depending on what they say in answer right. to that question, right. it may be something that lends itself to divvying up into shorter term goals, mm. or it may be something that's like in the next six months, I need to have a new job and it needs to be in this field. Mm. Okay, great. That gives us something to shoot for. So I may say, okay, well, since you have to have that within six months, let's do a six month contract. Right. And Um, but so it's individualized is what I'm trying to say to you. It is really dependent on what that person is trying to achieve. I do have clients that I've had through several contracts Mm -hmm. because they get to the end of the contract, they've accomplished it. And then they go, all right, now I want to work on this, Right, which is great. That's wonderful. But it's, it's staying focused on those outcomes because what do we do in business? We're trying to achieve goals and strategies, right? And we're trying to, I hear a lot of people say, make our numbers, you know, and whatever the goal is for you, um, you can usually make it time-based. And then you can usually describe when I have achieved success in this goal, it's going to look like this. Right. So when you, you say, okay, success at the end looks like you've achieved A, B, and C, then that becomes our outcome measures. Mm. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, I you know, uh, I know that there are uh, a, a lot of um, people getting to the, getting into the coaching space, um, especially with um, COVID. Uh, I, I was reading something where like there was even a much greater spike. And um, I've had people ask me because like yourself, I do coaching more so in sales. Um, I have an ex- I have experience in sales, but um, I've had people that were like executive coaches that um, their outcomes wasn't necessarily tied to income. And so um, they're like, man, I just, I'm having a hard time, you know, uh, explaining what I do and being able to put a price tag on that um, without feeling like I'm, you know, cheating myself. Uh, And so one of the things that I, I wanted to ask you is how much of that would you say is confidence or lack thereof? Um, I think a lot of coaches suffer from imposter syndrome, um, whether they came into coaching as the first thing they've ever done out there in the world, or whether they had a career like me, and this is their encore career or something in between. Um, a lot of coaches I've talked to struggle with, well, how do I set my pricing? How do I know what to charge for this? And there are, there's no shortage of advice. Well, you should do this or you should do that. Um, and so I'll add my advice to that. My advice is you shouldn't do anything. Anyone else tells you, you should do what feels right to you. But one thing to consider when you're setting your pricing, if you undervalue yourself, so will they. Right. Mm, That's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. I want to add something to that too, um, as I was sitting here thinking. Uh, one of the things that I, I know that have kind of helped me in my journey is um, I've always priced what I'm willing to pay because it makes it, it, it feels more authentic to sell what I'm willing to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know uh, we, we, I agree with that. 
<laughs> okay, okay, perfect, perfect. So we're on the we're on the same page there. So you know, because you know, essentially, it's like, and it goes back to what you're saying though, too. You right, like if you undervalue yourself, people people will undervalue you. I once heard that uh, everything a person learns about us, we teach them, right? Like, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, when a person treats us a certain way, well, we taught them it was okay to treat us that way. Right. Uh, when someone pays us. Well, well said. <laughs> right. Like, well said. So we gave uh, them permission. We gave them permission to do so. Absolutely. So, you know, what would you say to um, and I know we're speaking to the the, the early stages of, of individuals looking to get into coaching um, and, and here in a bit, I want to shift gears more so to your you know um, personal development and what you do yeah. um, uh, to help you serve at the capacity that you serve. Um, but you know, what would you say um, uh, as some sort of like inspiration to the person that, and it doesn't even have to be just when it comes to coaching, but when it comes to anything that we're we're facing a time right now where, you know, I'm sure people are weighing all the different options and opportunities and, you know, all these different things. What would you say to them um, in hopes to encourage them to go after what they want and choosing the right opportunity? As uh, coaches or as, just in as, general? As a coach or just any, anything, you know? I mean, if, if you have different answers, if you have an answer for a coach, I would love that answer, but then I would also love the, the answers for just any and everyone. So the overall answer also applies to coaches. So okay. I'll, start, I'll start there. Um, I really wish that I'd had this podcast to listen to when I was 18 years old and finishing high school and I didn't have the slightest clue what I was going to go out there and do in the world, but it was a little bit guided by my situation, mm. you know, and I, we, we couldn't afford for me to go to college right out of, unless I got a full ride scholarship, which I didn't. Right. Um, and I had just a couple of choices put before me by my parents. And they said, well, you can get a job here in the hometown and try to go to night school, mm. or you can, get a job and just start working your way up, or you can join the military and get them to help you pay for it. Um, and we don't know what else, right. but those are your choices. And so when you're 18 and you've got graduation looming in front of you and you're like, what am I going to do? I could have used a coach so badly. Mm. Someone who just helped me pull out what was inside of me and right. what I was passionate about. But instead I followed a different path and it turned out awesomely is it wasn't nothing bad about the the path I ended up being on and I was successful but I think you know I had a coach and that coach encouraged me to go with what I really loved doing and cared about doing right if you love something you can make it into a business today we're living in the most amazing time if you think about it I mean Who would have thought influencers would be a thing that you could actually get paid for taking pictures and posting them on social media. Right. Right. And it is, it's a big thing. Right. So we don't know. And the schools don't can't keep in front of it to teach today. What's going to be successful tomorrow. Mm. So then why are we constraining ourselves like that? Why are we saying, Oh, I can only go do this. I'll use my husband as an example, although he would cringe if he knew I was doing this. Um, he Be careful, he might tune in. No. Loved, he might. <laughs> he loved computers. 
And this was back when computers weren't even really a big thing. Yeah. So they said, okay, when you're going for your degree, you can either do this or this. And he's like, but I want to do something with computers. And they go, well, what do you want to do with computers? I don't know something with computers, right? So he ended up having to get a degree in uh, electrical engineering to be able to go into something with computers because the schooling just didn't have wow. the, you know, the forethinking to say, okay, this is going to really explode. This is going right. to be a big deal. And software engineering is going to be a thing because mm. it wasn't when he first started. Uh. He ended up shifting into that, but he knew what he liked. And he knew, and he went for it. He said, I'm, I'm going to head that direction. So long-winded story to say, my advice is this. If you know what you like, if you close your eyes and say, what gives me joy? What do I enjoy doing? Then that's going to put you on the right path. And then just take those steps every day. Right to get you towards that. You may go down a side road here and a side road there, but you're eventually going right. to get back on it if you keep your your goals in mind. Right. I, I, I really love that. As you were talking, um, one, it really resonated with me because I'm sitting here thinking of my journey. And when I when I finished school um, in 2018, I launched, uh, well, I finished school in 2017, but I launched my podcast in 2018. And um, at the time, podcasting, um, uh, it, People knew about it, but it wasn't mainstream. Like we, mm -hmm. didn't, we didn't hit mainstream until last year, realistically in 2020. And a lot of people said to me like, Joe, get a real job, Joe, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> all, all those things. Right. And, um, you know, by the grace of God and by me saying, you know what, well, I want to share my message with anyone that's willing to listen. Like I, I want to use my voice, um, to help someone else in their life. Um, and, Today, my podcast is a top-rated podcast in several countries, and it's responsible for my global influence and income. And so it's like, but I I wouldn't be here right now if I hadn't said, you know what, like, I love this. This is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to go after. Uh, and not let other people tell you what you should do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, knowing who to listen to is important, and knowing who not to listen to is just as important. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so I want to ask you, uh, with you serving, um, people in the capacity that you serve them in and speaking about how important it is to have a coach, even as a coach, um, what is your personal development practice, your daily practices for personal development? Um, and you know, how often are you being coached? Okay. Good. Um, well, the reason I became a coach, I will give credit to my coach for, because um, when I was in the corporate life, I will say this in corp big corporations, I think it's a it, it, coaching can have a stigma right around mm -hmm. it. It's like, oh, they need coaching. Right. Oh, Right. You're going to get a coach for them because right. they don't play well with others or whatever the mm -hmm. case is. It's used as a negative thing, right? either after they've given somebody some responsibility, but didn't train them up for it or mm -hmm. um, set unrealistic expectations. And then when they start to stumble, they're like, oh, let's get them on coach. Mm -hmm. I dislike that definition so much with coaching. Right. 
And I had the opportunity when I was still in corporate life, they wanted to switch up the people who were in charge of the coaching program. They wanted to switch up the way coaching was viewed. And they said, we need a few people who are very successful mm. by everybody else's measures right. and get them a coach and see if we can even take it to the next level. Right. right? Mm. And so I said, yeah, me, I'm in and I want to be coached. And through that, I met my coach. I was introduced to him through another person and I'm not being overly dramatic when I say he changed my life and my perspective mm. and helped me see what I couldn't see, but I knew was there in my heart. Right. And um, when I decided to retire and leave corporate America, I said, you know, I know I'm going to want to do something after I leave here. This was one chapter in my life. I want to open the page to a new chapter. I just don't know what that's going to be. And it's a little embarrassing, but I'm going to share the story anyway, because I was working with him and I said, hey, would you please work with me and help me figure out what's next? He said, absolutely. So as we were working together, I had in my brain that I either wanted to, because I love all three of these things in my defense, I either wanted to continue writing and write another book. I've written one book. I'm a published author, but What's the, name also, of that title? <laughs> the name of the book is the making of a world-class organization. Can and, we get it on Amazon? Yeah. Perfect. And I repeat the title one more time. <laughs> it's called the making of a world-class organization. And I co-authored it with uh, David Spong. Awesome. See, I, I wanted to highlight that because I noticed how you tried to skip on over it, you know, and it's like, it's like, you know, being humble. I, I, I love it. But so I, I wanted to highlight it anyway. All right. Thank you. Um, and so uh, we had authored that book because we said we would. We had made a commitment to do it. So we did it. And I thought I really liked writing. I really I've always liked writing. So I want to write or or maybe I want to do interior design. Mm. Okay, notice what's not in any of those choices, coaching. Right. <laughs> and sitting with my coach, he helped pull out of me my purpose. Wow. And I believe my purpose on this earth is, I loved how you said to help your voice to help others, use your voice right. to help others. My purpose, I believe, is making a positive difference in other people's lives. Mm. And I can accomplish that through interior design, certainly. Right. I could accomplish it through writing, certainly, right. but not as well as I can accomplish it by coaching people. Mm. I can affect so many more people in a positive manner and help make a difference in their lives. And when that light bulb went on for me and I was like, oh my goodness, I think I wanna be a coach. Right. And he kind of chuckled and he says, okay, why did that just now come out? Why was that not one of your choices before? And I said, you know, I learned something about myself mm. in that I had a fear that maybe I wouldn't be as good at it as you are. Mm. Wow, wow. And he said, he simply said this, you already are. Wow, wow, that's, that's powerful, that's powerful. You know, uh, what's, that, what's that one saying? Um, comparison is the enemy that steals our joy. Right. Absolutely. That's exactly it. Exactly it. So he is still my coach today. And I agree with you about coaches still need coaches, right. 
because we unpack a lot of stuff with people and we have to be careful that we are not climbing in the box with our clients, right? We have to maintain that objectivity. And one really important way to do that is working with a coach ourselves so that we can work on our stuff there. I think, and too, I I think, you know, it it just shows that we really believe in what we do, right? Like, absolutely. I tell people all the time, like, you know, don't be coached by someone who doesn't have a coach. Don't be mentored by someone who doesn't have a mentor. Like if, if someone comes to you and want to mentor you or coach you and you ask them, well, hey, do you have a coach or mentor? And they say, no, you should run. Realistic. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know? That is so true. <laughs> um, so but, but before we before we take off, I, I wanted to give you free range to share um, any uh, anything that's on your heart today that that you feel as if we didn't cover in today's um, interview, whether that's um, a daily practice that you have for personal development or whether that's um, something that you have found to be very helpful um, in in people's pursuit of, of purpose. Uh, you know, I, I just wanted to give you those, those few moments, if you will. Okay, wonderful. I'd like to cover two things real quickly, if I might. One is, um, I like what you asked about uh, my daily uh, habits or daily pursuit of um, what I do. And if I'm not in a good place mentally and emotionally, I can't be there authentically and show up for my clients. So right. I try to do something every single day that relaxes me, calms me down, makes me happy. And usually that's doing something outside. Right. out in nature, unless it's five degrees and snowing, then maybe not so much, but I try to do something that really just gets me in touch and gives me that inner calmness so that I can show up for my clients. If I'm worried or distracted about something that I'm not going to be the best I could be for them. Mm. The second thing I wanted to talk about is, um, one of the things that I have been able to do was because I became a coach, I reconnected with um, a number of people that I knew in my corporate career, but one of them used to, we used to work together and I found out she became a coach also. So the two of us were so excited about being able to work together again. I'm really connecting on a deeper level. And we found that we were both really passionate around helping others without having to wait on a timeline that somebody else sets for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so both of us in our corporate careers were very much rule followers. Mm-hmm. We did, they, they would say things like, oh, you can go to this training when you reach this level, or you can get this um, exposure and assessments when you reach this level. Well, we don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, corporations need to do that for a reason. We get that and that's great for them, right. but we're advocates for people and it sounds like you are too, Joe, for people taking responsibility for their own lives and careers and going after what they want. So we set up a leadership program Mm. that teaches people the things that we learned throughout our career, but in a one-year program that's set up on the seasons. And it's called Seasons Leadership Program. And we just started our second year, we started our first year in March of 2020. Let me tell you, we had some learning and pivoting to do of our own at right. that point, because right. it was in person. And then right. we quickly had to take it online. 
Mm. Um, this year is just starting. In fact, this Friday is our first session. And we've got an international group together for this one. And we are so excited about it. Currently, the program is, is focused on women. Okay. So it's a leadership program for women, but we're getting ready to launch the next version, which is non-gender specific. And um, it's just a lot of fun. And we, we're so excited about it because we can help others in greater numbers than the one at a time coaching. Right. I love that. I love that. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's been you're, fun. You're welcome. If you don't mind, can you please share um, with my listeners where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. You can find me in two places. You can find me either at debbiecollard.com and it's spelled just like it sounds, but D-E-B-B-I-E-C-O-L-L-A-R-D.com or Debbie at seasonsleadership.com. Love it. Love it. Thank you for joining me again today, Debbie. I look forward to um, watching your uh, coaching practice continue growing as well as learning from you. I'm sure there's going to be a lot that I'm going to be learning from you over the course of time. Thank you, Joe. It's been so much fun. (laughs) Most definitely. To my listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's uh, message. Um, And until next time, I hope you have a blessed day. I wanna be unique, got more than my kid I could teach I want you to hear when I speak, I wanna free People imprisoned by stigmas and popular common beliefs Don't want you to think, I want you to feel Look down inside you and tell me what's real If you're unsure, then you're uncured We only get one life, man, it's a big deal Do you love what you do? Hey, I wanted to jump on here really fast and say thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something from the message that you can use in your life. If you are a mission-driven individual who wants to share your message and change lives, then I'd love to show you how building a podcast can help you do that. Please visit joewintersjr.com to book a free discovery call with me so I can help you out. If you are an organization looking to bring me in to speak with your team or at your next event, you can book me by visiting my website, joewintersjr.com and scheduling a free discovery call so we can talk about your expectations and what you want from me. I'd really love to serve you. Have a blessed day.